0: Deficit Doves. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with my weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. Getting out of the red is the new black. Deficit hawks have swooped down on the U.S. budget. This week, they attacked unemployment benefits. Ultimately, they're going after Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid, the venerable programs once considered untouchable third rails of U.S. politics. These have been replaced by a new third rail, the defense budget, to really deal with annual deficits and a surging national debt. We're going to need to cut military spending. We need some deficit doves. First, let's call it what it is, the war budget. The government formed the Department of War in 1789, and only in 1949 renamed it the Department of Defense. The war budget President Barack Obama recently sent to Congress for fiscal year 2011 is $548.9 billion, with an additional $33 billion, which is the 2010 supplemental that's currently being debated in Congress, and $159.3 billion more to, quote, support ongoing overseas contingency operations, including funds to execute the president's new strategy in Afghanistan and Pakistan. Recall overseas contingency operations is how the Obama administration rebranded the global war on terror. This is just the publicly available war budget. There's also a black budget kept secret for clandestine operations that former director of national intelligence Dennis Blair revealed was about $75 billion. As the Washington Post exposed this week, the post-9-11 security state has grown into a massive, unmanageable and largely privatized enterprise. Over 2,000 for-profit firms and over 850,000 people with top-secret clearance are engaged in military and intelligence activities, ostensibly for the U.S. government, with seemingly little or no oversight. Florida Democratic Congressmember Alan Grayson has submitted a bill, H.R. 5353, called The War is Making You Poor Act. Grayson, with a few Republicans and a number of progressive Democratic co-sponsors, wants to force Commander-in-Chief Obama to run his two wars with only—that's in quotes—the $548.9 billion base budget. The $159.3 billion saved would be turned into a tax break, making the first $35,000 of income tax-free, and anything left over would be directed to paying down the national debt. The bill is in committee now and may generate genuine bipartisan support. Grayson, when introducing the bill, highlighted a fact worth repeating. The U.S. war budget is greater than the military spending of every other nation on Earth combined. Meanwhile, at the National Peace Conference to be held in Albany, New York this weekend, people are targeting the military budget. Students are organizing around the connection between war expenditures and education budgets that are being slashed, sparking protests at campuses nationwide. Another effort, called Bring Our War Dollars Home, promotes action at the city council and statehouse level, along with grassroots campaigns to pressure members of Congress to stop funding war. The cost of the Iraq War was estimated by Nobel Prize-winning economist Joseph Stiglitz with his colleague Linda Bilmes at $3 trillion, calculating not only hard current costs, but also the cost to society of caring for wounded veterans and the long-term costs of having so many families disrupted by caring for their injured loved ones or having a breadwinner killed in action. And that's just Iraq. As of May, the monthly cost of the war in Afghanistan surpassed for the first time the cost of war in Iraq. Stiglitz is one of the many economists who said the economic stimulus package at $787 billion was too small. He argues that deficit spending, when done wisely, creates long-term returns for an economy. Conversely, he wrote recently, "...deficits to finance wars or giveaways to the financial sector impose a burden on future generations." Economist Dean Baker of the Center for Economic and Policy Research says President Obama's deficit commission, formerly the National Commission on Fiscal Responsibility and Reform, is a major cause for concern. The co-chairs are former Republican Senator Alan Simpson and Democrat Erskine Bowles, who is on the board of Morgan Stanley, one of the bailed-out Wall Street firms. Baker told me.
1: President Obama picked Alan Simpson, former senator from Wyoming, who's made a career out of beating up on old people, he thinks it's cute. I don't know if he's delusional or what, but he talks about how old people drive into their gated communities in their Lexuses. Maybe his friends do. Uh, we have the data. Very few others do. Um, and then the, the Democratic co-chair was Erskine Bowles, who's getting—he's uh, a, a Wall Street guy. He gets over $300,000 a year as a director of Morgan Stanley, a firm that should be famous to everyone, because it would be out of business without the taxpayers' support. And he, right off the bat, said, well, we're going to have to cut Social Security. So President Obama's two leaders— uh, appointees as co-chairs are both on record saying they want to cut Social Security. This should have people very, very worried. That isn't a balanced commission.
0: Cutting Social Security isn't the answer. Cutting war spending and bringing the troops home is. This is the job for the deficit doves. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.